0: Welcome to Kramer Says. Kramer Says. Be part of the show at KramerSays.com. Interact on Twitter at KramerSEZ. Now, Kramer Says. Welcome to the show. My name is Kramer. This is the Kramer Says Podcast. It is Tuesday. Tuesday. March 21st. How did it go for you today, huh? How do you think what happened um, happened? No, well, that doesn't make much sense, does it? Um, we were, we were expecting a a revolution to begin today, weren't we? Isn't, isn't that what we were being sold initially is that there was going to be a revolution today that Trump supporters were going to pour into the streets if, if Trump was arrested. So, so what did you expect when everything took place today? What did you expect? Well, about, about what it was, right? Is that what you're thinking? the question you've got to ask folks is what happens next tonight's show is about what did and didn't take place today and and it's imperative for you to understand that there are so many moving parts right now in what's going on in this country and the distractions that are happening left and right if you don't realize the voice that you have and the role that you can play in what happens next in this country If you don't realize that, that you have the power, and that's what they're fearful of, then they're not going to take your freedoms. As I was saying last night, you're willfully giving them away if you don't stand. Well, Kramer, I don't want to get arrested. I, I don't want to get in trouble. You're already in trouble. Let's take a look at what we're looking at in this country right now. We've got a DA. In Manhattan, New York, that is bringing this nation to the brink of revolution, to the brink of civil war, because they don't like him. They want to get him off the playground. If you've listened to me for for very long at all, you've realized that one of the things that I, I, I repeat over and over and over again is life has not changed for us since the playground. It hasn't changed. It's exactly the same it was when when you were in school, when you were on the playground in first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth grades. When you were out there with the other kids on the playground, the rules there apply today. If you don't think I'm right and you, oh, Kramer, we've grown up. Okay. The bitches are still bitches. The dicks are still dicks. The bullies are still bullies. The mean girls are still mean girls. They didn't fucking change. Have you had the opportunity to go to a class reunion and meet back up with these people and find out why you haven't spoken to them in 20, 30, 40 years? Because you didn't like them. You remember them, but you didn't like them. And the rules that we played played by back then, meanest wins, that right there are the rules that the Democrats and the Republicans are playing by right now. They're not telling you that. They won't, they won't uh, allow you to to know this information. This is the type of information that you learn from hanging with the very rich. They fully understand what it takes to win. Do you? If you're watching today and you're waiting for something to happen in this nation, if you're waiting for something to to take off, and uh, let's see if I can get this here. I'm trying to do two things at the same time. Um, if, if you think that, let me get this changed, better. I to go live on Instagram. I forgot to go live on Instagram. Trying to do too many things at one time. Um, if you haven't realized that what's happening in Washington D.C., what's happening in New York, what's happening uh, in Russia, what's happening in Ukraine, these are fucking playground rules. I don't like what you did. I'm going to come take your shit. I will push you around. I will bully you until you stop doing what I don't want you to do. Now, here's the thing. Do you know who has all the power at school? Do you remember back then? Do you, do, you, do you know who had all the power? It wasn't the bully. It wasn't even the teachers. It was the other kids that could have stopped the bullying immediately if they had just had the, the balls to stand up. If they had just had the balls not to be quiet. Get worried about getting in trouble with the principal. Sound familiar? I don't want to get arrested for defending yourself. If you get in trouble for defending yourself, or in this case, you get in trouble for exercising your constitutional rights, we've got bigger issues than you getting arrested. And let me remind you, Democrats, Antifa, Black Lives Matter, the anarchist, the Marxist, the communist, the socialist, all those who march in the streets saying that they're against hate, but will use violence and arson and robbery and looting to get their way. They're not worried about getting arrested. They're not even worried about going to prison for the rest of their lives as they commit actual crimes. The media went crazy over the last few days because Trump said, go protest. Meanwhile, we've got a group of Antifa living in the woods in Georgia trying to blow up police stations. Folks, we got bigger problems in this country right now. The media right now is primarily focusing on violence. They continue to refer to January 6th, that it was the most violent day in our our history. Uh, These dumbasses have no idea of our history. They have no idea of the violence that this country has seen on its shores before. They have no idea. By the way, you might hear that. That's uh, Joe Hogsett's Indianapolis behind me, the sirens going off. We'll get into that here in just a moment. Uh, yeah, um, Jessica Tarlov on Fox News brought Indianapolis into the the, the subject today. So so we're going to straighten Miss Jessica out today, tonight. Um, by the way, we'll be taking phone calls here in about 10, 15 minutes. So if you're wanting to get into the show tonight, uh, go ahead and get on the phone lines. The number to call is 877-8, I'm sorry, 619-3899. It's 877 619 Thirty-eight ninety-nine. Go ahead and call now and get in the 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 queue to get online. Media is focusing on uh, J six. They're they're focusing on Trump's hyperbolic rhetoric. That's what they said today on CNN. That he's trying to he's trying to rally up his troops to go fight in the streets for him. We we we've never done that. That's what cults do. We we've never done that. Have you have you done that? I I haven't gone out and and. Looted and rioted and and no. I protested on one day, January 6th, at the Capitol in DC, on the people's property. The house belongs to we the people. It's called the People's House for a reason. In the old days, it used to all be open. In fact, you used to be able to walk right up to the to the White House, and they had they had luncheons and they had all kinds of events on the White House lawn. You could go into the White House. Anybody could. Until they became afraid of we the people. That's what they fear more than anything else. They fear us. They don't fear Al Qaeda. They've got F-16s and and automatic weapons for that. They've got atomic weapons for those guys. They they don't they don't they're not concerned about ISIS or Russia or anybody. They've got weapons against them. The one thing that they can't defend against is us, we the people. So as the as the media focuses on violence. They, they want to talk about Trump's call for protest as, as a call for January 6th. He, he wants to have another January 6th. We're not going to have another January 6th. The next time the American people stand like they did on January 6th, that's it. It's done. We learned our lesson the last time. You will not get us to come out for one of these events where there's potential violence without being prepared this time, because now we know how you're playing the game. We know the rules that you're using on the playground. You're not playing fair. And that lesson is not lost on us. What the media is not focusing on is how we got here. What got us here? How did we get to this point in our nation where on in one area, we're on the brink of World War III with two of the world's biggest powers, superpowers, right behind us. That, that's on one side. On the other side, we've got potential revolution or civil war in this nation. And you think it's going to get better with the people that are in place? No. Why? Because they won't focus on that. They're not focusing on how we got here. They're not focusing on why Trump had to make a call for protest. They're not focusing on that. All they want is Orange Man bad, uh, Orange Man bad out in 24. They want the the Orange Man out in 24. That's all they want. That's all they can focus on. And so you don't just have ro- one rogue DA going after Trump. You've got another one down in Atlanta, down in Georgia, doing the exact same thing. Oh, that's a RICO act, really. RICO? Trying to win an election now is RICO. He didn't. He didn't try to gain anything he didn't already have. What I think would be interesting is let's open some of these cases. Let's let's sue Trump for for some of these things. Let's go down that road. Let's open up that Pandora's box. That's why you're hearing all of this hullabaloo and you're not seeing much action yet. Because they know as soon as they pull that trigger, we get discovery. And they're going to say it goes back to 2020. You watch. Trump's going to work the 2020 election back into anything that happens to him. They're going to open up the wrong door. And they're going to, going to allow us to open things up potentially, that's what could happen. That's why Trump is not cowering. That's why he's not backing down because he knows discovery is on his side and what they can bring in. They're saying that what Trump did in, in New York, is election, an election crime that he, he used money in a way he shouldn't have had. Now it was his own money. It was his cash. It wasn't like Edwards, who used donor money, campaign funds. Trump paid for his own. What they're trying to say is they're trying to say that since Trump spent this money so close to the campaign, it was obviously for the campaign, and therefore he couldn't spend it on himself the way that he did. Uh, It's illegal. But he didn't use campaign funds. He used his own funds. He wasn't sued by anyone. He just paid somebody to keep their mouth shut. He sidestepped the courts. Stormy Daniels didn't go to a court. She went to an attorney, John Edwards, the girl that he paid off. She went through court. And the payoff that he used and everything were, were campaign donations. You, you can't do that. So this convoluted conversation they're trying to have about Edwards and Trump being the same or being close. They're not, they're not even close in any way, shape or form. Trump never went through the courts. He didn't use campaign funds. Full stop. No interference. No different than you placing an ad in a newspaper to influence your own campaign. Can't do it. There's there's nothing there's no there there. There's one simple fact that you guys have got to remember about how we got here. And the differences of what we're talking about now. Those differences are that the right, conservatives, haven't taken to the streets. They're not trying to take over the government. They're not trying to incite violence. We don't even have a history of that. The right doesn't do that. Oh, you guys are the racist and the bigots. No, we're not. This great flip that you guys talk about in the South that happened after Nixon in 71, 72, that, that It took another 30 years for conservatives to take the South. 30 years. That's from people moving there. That's from people converting, realizing that being a leftist, Marxist, communist, socialist, (laughs) anti-reality voter has no future. But here's what I find interesting. The left likes to say that all of those racists that used to be in their party suddenly went to the Republican Party. And then stop doing all the shit they had been doing. Yeah, I said it. Go to the South. You don't hear about lynchings in the South. You don't hear about crimes of race in the South. Not like you did when Democrats controlled it. And when I, when I say that, there's no comparison. Because it doesn't happen today. The Republicans didn't get control of the South until the 1990s. When, when Bush was running, because it was such an upset that the South came in for Bush. Remember that? So from Nixon to Bush, Democrats had complete control. They, they had an iron grip on the South. And when was the last lynching in this country? 1984, when Democrats were in control. History's important, folks. It's important. So you have to ask the question. Why do we protest? Why did we rise up on January 6th and say, we're done? We want answers. It wasn't because someone was killed based on their skin color. It wasn't because some trans activist felt harmed or neglected or didn't get a job. It wasn't for any of the woke reasons that they will take to the streets, that the left will take to the streets and demand that you change everything in America as they hold their little tantrum. It's real easy. It's real easy to point fingers at January 6th and say, look at that, look at that, look at that, while not looking at the previous seven years. Our nation has burned time and time again. And conservatives sit back and watched it burn and did nothing, said nothing. We didn't join. We let you burn the playground down. That's our fault. We should have been more adamant about it. We should be now. The left cannot take to the streets again and allow rioting, looting, arson, murder, assault on police officers. They can't do it anymore. They've lost that argument because of January 6th. They're now saying that protesting is equivalent to violence. Not my words, CNN, ABC, NBC, CBS, MSNBC, the Washington Post, I'm sorry, the Washington, yeah, the Washington Post, the New York Times, they're all calling for Trump's head on a pike because he called for protest. He didn't call for violence. But there was so much violence on on January 6th. Well, according to the, the things that happened the previous two years, I would say that since the Capitol didn't burn, nothing burned that day. Well, was it mostly peaceful or peaceful? I don't know the the, the grade that you're, you, you, that you're, how you're, uh, uh, the scale that you're grading this on anymore. I, I don't understand that grading. So I'm just going to look at your example and say, listen, we didn't burn shit down. So ours must have been peaceful. Yours was mostly peaceful. When the left protest, it's mostly peaceful because, well, they burn shit down. They loot. They commit homicides. They even rape in Chaz. How many rapes came out of that little uh, city of theirs, that little area? That was one of the number one complaints. And and how violent it was on the inside. Because that's who these people are. They they can't control themselves. They're, They're children who are throwing tantrums. Why did we go to January 6th? Why did we go protest that day? Why were we there? Because we felt. We had been cheated as a people, that the system had cheated us. That's why we were there. And those of us that went just wanting to have our voices heard, when things went sideways, we left because that's not why we were there. We were there to protest. We'll never get to the bottom of what started the incident and and how things took off. We'll, We'll never get there. But what I would say is that you can take a look at what happened that day, and you can say to yourself, based on everything that we've seen since, and the crimes that we've seen against the American people since, we can say that we haven't taken to the streets again. But every time someone gets shot, especially a person of color, Every time the left gets triggered, what's the first thing that we expect? We expect cities to burn because they have a habit. They have a history. They cannot help themselves. It's who they are. The violence and the justification that it took to not only create slavery in this country, but to keep an iron grip on it same mentality that's being used now, folks. If you don't think that you're a slave to the system right now, then you're not looking at the situation in the right way. If you have to think about what you say online, if you have to think about what you say on the phone to your brother or your sister or your dad or your mom or, or a loved one or friend or whatever, if you have to think about those things because, well, the government may be listening and they may come after me, if that is is, is remotely possible in your mind, then you've already lost and you're a slave. There are some of us that know our rights. We know what we're able to say, what we can say, what we can do. We know what those are. That's why we speak up. That's why we're not silent. That's why we always call out for you. We need help. You see, because the bully's strength isn't their strength. Their strength is the fact that nobody will stop them. That's their strength. That's where the bully gets their power from. Governments are no different. What's going on right now is no different. These are fucking bullies. These are bullying tactics. It's what they're doing. They learned it as a child in the playground. Nothing has changed. You have the power to change it. You have the power because just like the, the system on the playground, the bully only has as much power as you give them. The bully only has the ability to do what you refuse to stop them from doing. When I was a kid in Martinsville, Indiana, um about two weeks before school was out. This is eighth grade. Um, going to you know ninth grade next year, going to the high school. Uh, and this is at the uh, middle school, West middle school. Uh, if you know the school, the area outside where the, the kids would go after lunch and hang out, there was a door um, that led you from the cafeteria to the parking lot. And this is the time when the high school was still standing there. So there's still the old high school standing there in the corner. Martinsville, Indiana. And I go to open the, the the door to let somebody in. And when I get come back to the line and resume my position in line, the kid that was behind me, Tom Fisher, got pissed off. Said I cut line. So I didn't cut line. I, I went over there and let him in. And I'm trying to explain. And that's when I learned when you're explaining, you're losing. That's a whole nother show. Anyway, I, um, I get in line. And he tells me to go to the back of the line. Now, keep in mind, Tom Fisher was a bully. Go to the back of the line. I ain't going to the back of the line. And he hit me in the jaw. This was my second mistake that day. I said, I dare you to do that again. And you know what? He took me up on that dare. Smacked me twice in the face, in the lunchroom. Everybody's aghast. We haven't even made it to lunch yet. I'm going to go to the principal's office before I even get my fucking lunch. This sucks. I'm not fighting. I'm hungry. So we agreed to fight two weeks later. It was the longest two fucking weeks of my life. I was told every day Fisher's gonna kick your ass, Kramer. Fisher's gonna kick your ass. Fisher's gonna kick your ass. Fisher's gonna kick your ass. And there were people all throughout the school for two weeks all chummy, chummy with Tom Fisher and all right, sorry, with with Fisher and his friends. And I, I, I think it's interesting. That when we started to duke it out, um, I came out on top, uh, gave Tom a, a huge black eye, fucking ripped his nose open uh, from the side. I, I fucked him up. And then I went and turned on the people that were his, his immediate minions and went to them immediately. And started talking to them about how they were going to get their ass kicked. And guess what they did? They cowered. Because Tom, Tom, the guy that was willing to do what they wanted to do, well, they weren't willing to do it. They would just back him. And they backed down. And, And guess who else didn't want any of Tim Kramer? Anybody else in the crowd? All those people that told me that I was going to lose, guess what happened to them? All of them. They backed down. And guess who I didn't have a problem from the next year? Not just Tom Fisher, because he didn't graduate and go on. He he flunked eighth grade. Um, but, But none of the minions or anybody else. Nobody fucked with me because I fucked Tom Fisher up so fucking bad in ninth grade or in eighth grade. Ninth grade was a breeze. My sophomore year at Ben Davis in Indianapolis, not so much. We moved from Martinsville to Ben Davis. When I got to Ben Davis, guess what? Nobody at Ben Davis had heard of Tom Fisher and what I'd done to him. I had to start all over again that's where we are, folks. My 1776 was in eighth grade. Our 1776 put the bullies in their place for a while. They're back. And everything that we fought for in 1776, we're going to have to fight for again. Now, there's a number of different ways to fight. The first thing is you fight with spirit. You fight in the court. You fight with words. But look at what the other side is doing as we're trying to, to play by the rules. The Constitution says that we have freedom of speech. What have they done? They found a way to subvert our speech, to shut us down on these platforms. Some of us, not all of us, but some of us refuse to shut the fuck up. And for those, those that are out there, I praise you. Uh, we will be right back after this. This is a word from our sponsor, Tusk. If you don't have the Tusk browser, go out and get it. Tusk is built by conservatives for conservatives, and they're currently building out their very own search engine. Uh, they're actually paying through the nose right now to be able to filter the information that they're getting from the big boys. Uh, they have to pay the big boys to, to allow them to do this, but they can release all of the latches that keep you from getting the information that you want. If you want leftist information, go to Tusk there's a button. It'll give you all the news from the left. If you want conservative information, go to Tusk. They've got a button that'll take you there and give you all the news from conservative outlets. If you want something in the middle, they've got a button for that too. Go get yourself the Tusk browser, tuskbrowser.com. And welcome back. My name is Kramer. This is the Kramer Says podcast. It is Monday. I'm sorry, it's Tuesday. It's been it's been already been a long week. It's uh it's Tuesday, the 21st of uh, of March. Uh, Today on on Fox, it's interesting how leftists will try to to twist the news and twist the information to to their narrative, even when they they know that they're lying straight to your face. They tell you honestly, straightforward. With the lie that they don't care, they're just they'll they'll just lie willingly. Uh, this is uh, Jessica Tarlov of the Five. She was on Fox today, and yeah, Bragg did say that he wasn't going to press this case and so on er- er- early, but that's not the big issue. And she'll get to that in just a moment. Listen how she uh, well listen how she spends this first part.
1: I said yesterday I did not think that this was the avenue to go down. I think that the case in Georgia seems to be a lot more serious. It seems to be something that a lot of people. Um, moderates, independents, Republican side can understand how what Donald Trump did in Georgia—pressuring officials to go out and find him 11,800 votes or whatever it was across three different phone calls—you um, know, Rudy Giuliani and Aunt Lindsey Graham—they've all gone before the grand jury. Before that, that that seems a lot more serious and something people can wrap their hands around.
0: How? So she made a bunch of she made a bunch of charges there, but none of what she said is illegal. Not, not any part of it is, is illegal. There's no crime. There's no there there. It's a nothing burger. There's nothing that she outlined there. She says, well, that people can get their, 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 their hands around this. They, they can fully understand. Oh, I don't under, understand it. It's not a crime. She doesn't stop there.
1: There is a lot of misinformation flying around about this. You know, people talking about yesterday, John Edwards saying, John Edwards said the same thing. He did get indicted. He was then acquitted. As the judge pointed out yesterday.
0: Um, and Edwards used campaign funds. Trump didn't. You see how they try to convolute the conversation? They, they they try to muddy the waters by by giving you truths that 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 sound like they should align, but they don't align at all. Trump didn't use campaign funds. That's what John Edwards got in trouble for using campaign funds. This is this is the misuse and the abuse of the judicial system. They've been doing it since Trump started. They've started with lies. It's no different than the goddamn playground. Lie after lie after lie after lie. And they don't stop. She continues.
1: But there may have been a crime here, but one that you wouldn't necessarily prosecute. And obviously, uh,
0: Did you hear that? There may have been a crime,
1: but you don't
0: you don't generally prosecute it.
1: Not generally,
0: unless it's Trump. Unless it's a conservative, unless it's a viable candidate that could oppose your guy in 24, oh, then you you, got to push that stuff down. When you listen to these morons talk, you got to break down what they say word by word because it's a lie backed by truth. It's a lie backed by truth. It's a lie backed by truth. And what I mean by that is, is they, they tell you the lie and they reinforce it with the truth that sounds like it aligns and supports what they're saying, but it doesn't. It's just the opposite. What she's proving here is that we need insight into all of this. She continues.
1: Obviously, Alvin Bragg has to deal with the fact that he's on record saying that he's not going to do anything about this once he won the election and he had two top prosecutors quit over it. And now what is the difference? And I read an op-ed today that I thought was really smart about it say, I happen to think the. The author that there was a crime committed here and it is an FEC violation.
0: It is not an FEC violation. I, I can't tell you that it's it's not an FEC violation. That is that is misinformation, disinformation. You cannot commit a a, 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 a federal. Now keep in mind, this is a federal case. It, it ha, can't have anything to do with local unless there's a crime that they've not told us about. A, a, well, she goes on to say, and let me, let me wrap this up because I, 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 got, I got to get this out. Why, why are they doing what they're doing? It's because Trump is so strong in 24. Edwards used his campaign funds. Trump didn't. Again, Russia, Russia, Russia. They use part truths, part lies. They mix it all together and put it out there and people cannot tell what the truth is and what the lie is because they're so intertwined with each other. What we've learned from what she's saying, and we can, we can go back to it, is that, let's go back to it in fact, because I think it's imperative that I you hear I said
1: yesterday, I did not think.
0: Let's get her back to where she was, where she's talking about what Bragg has done already. He's got to, te- he's got to tell you why he's decided to go ahead and prosecute this after he said he wouldn't. Listen to what she says.
1: But that seems a lot more serious and something people can wrap their hands around. There is a lot of misinformation flying around about this. You know, people talking about yesterday, John Edwards saying, John Edwards said the same thing. He did get indicted. He was then acquitted.
0: For an actual FEC crime, using or misusing campaign funds for those kind of things, that's that's illegal. It's against the law. You can't do it.
1: The judge pointed it out yesterday. But there may have been a crime here. But what?
0: may have been a crime don't you love it ah, but let's destroy the entire nation because trump may have committed it may have committed a crime we don't, we don't have 100 percent proof but he may have
1: and that you wouldn't necessarily prosecute
0: but you wouldn't necessarily prosecute it
1: obviously alvin bragg has to deal with the fact that he's on Here record saying that he's not going to do anything about this once he won the election and he had two top prosecutors quit over it and now what is the difference and i read an op-ed today that i thought was really smart about it to say I happen to think the the author that there was a crime committed here, and it is an FEC violation, but you need to tell me why now. Why did you suddenly wake up and decide this?
0: Well, we we know what the reason was. Everyone knows what the reason is. It's because Trump is a viable candidate in 24. He's running for president in 24. That's why it's happening. It's not happening to anybody else. Ron DeSantis isn't getting attacked. Left isn't coming after him. They're not, they're not filing suits everywhere on Ron DeSantis. Or even those on the left who have already announced, those who plan to run against Joe. They're not, they're not being indicted. No, the one guy who can actually win, the one who is the most viable candidate, the biggest threat. That's why. And why now? Well, simple. The J6 committee failed the thing that they thought that they were going to get him on. We, we've got him this time, guys. We got Trump this time. We, we got him. We got Trump this time. J- just 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 follow us. We, we've got everything that we need. All you need to do is just follow and just give us some money. Send us some money and give up a little bit of our your power only because Trump is viable. Only because Trump is viable in 24. That's the only reason. There's no other reason. If he dropped out of the race tomorrow, everything would go away. Just like what happened with Kavanaugh. Remember when Kavanaugh was going, we're going to press charges. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And, and you've got to withdraw because we're coming after you. We get all this evidence. And as soon as Kavanaugh was was um, put in as the justice, the, the SCOTUS justice, the latest. was that right? So many so fast with Trump. Um, think about it. Did they go after any of those charges after that? They didn't. Why? Well, it's simple. They didn't have anything. it's, it's the eighth grade. They're going back to the playground. They're using playground rules, you know, in, in first or second grade, it was so-and-so has cooties eighth, ninth grade. She's a slut. He steals, right? He stinks. He's got bad teeth. He doesn't wash his ears. Yeah. Those are all things that were said about me when I was a kid, I moved around quite a bit. So fourteen different schools. I know how to deal with bullies, and the way that you deal with a bully is you smack him in the goddamn mouth. That's how you do it. Tarloff wasn't done there though. Um, now here comes the pivot. She says, "Okay, there, it's kind of concerning that he he said he was he wasn't going to do this, and now he's doing this, and and we would really like to know why, because if you're going to go after Trump, and and you're going to try and 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 persecute him." You better be able to nail him to the cross because if you can't nail him to the cross, you're going to make him a martyr and they do not want a martyr. Listen to what she
1: says here. The talking point though about Alvin Bragg should be paying attention to these things and not these things coming from people who represent districts that are more violent than New York City really does annoy me though. Okay,
0: okay, hold on. She's talking about crimes, violent crimes and she's going to pivot and say, these people that are complaining, well, they come from areas that have higher crime rates than New York. Okay. Listen, Claire, because this is this is the this is uh the, the gaslighting that they do. This is how it happens. They've pivoted away now to violence. Your cities are more violent. Go back home. Don't tell us how to do what we got to do here in New York. Shut your fucking mouths. That's what they're telling the American people. Listen to what she says here.
1: So Kevin McCarthy, Bakersfield is more violent than New York City. You Mike Pence talking about it. There are three cities, Anderson is not in office anymore. In Indiana, though, that are more violent than New York City. Indianapolis, number 10. New York City, number 59.
0: Okay, what's your point here? It sounds like there's a big widespread between those cities, doesn't there? It, it sounds like there's so much more, there's so much more crime in Indianapolis and Bakersfield. Don't talk to us about New York. That's, that's the argument that she's using here. Well, well, let's get this straight. Let's get some comparisons going here. Um, being number 10, that sounds bad. If you're the 10th deadliest city in, in the nation, yeah, that's bad. And by the way, Indianapolis is very violent. Ask yourself who it's run by. Republicans or Democrats? The county, the city, it's 100% blue. It's hard to get pink Indian in, 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 into Indianapolis. That's how blue Indianapolis has become. So it's important to know who you're who you're dealing with. Right. And what's going on in those cities? Um, New York, New York. Who are they run by? Well, they're they're run by they're run by uh, Democrats as well. What about Bakersfield? Bakersfield is a Republican we got to do something about Bakersfield. If it's that dangerous, the people of Bakersfield have got to want more. They've got to do more. I don't know enough about the politics there, but I'll I'll tell you this. There are 108 cities, towns, um, and whatever the the, the other classification that they have across all 50 states, D.C. and Puerto Rico and the Virgin Islands. There's 108,000. And she thinks that you're going to be misguided, that you're going to lose your attention, that... Indianapolis is 10th, and New York is 59th. Let's look at some of the the actual numbers. In Bakersfield, making it one of the most dangerous cities in the country, 97 murders in 2022. Indianapolis, 226 murders in 2022. New York, 488 in 2022. Do do you know how many um, murders there were this year? They're down. I'm sorry, 22 is down from 21. 21 was through the roof. Uh, It's down. But all other major crimes across the country are up, regardless of city, regardless of of who's in charge. All major crimes are up across the country, including homicide in 2023. So this little game that they play of trying to switch this to violence, um, all I've got to say is that Joe's in control of the entire nation. And everywhere, every city across the nation has seen major crime increases. Huge increases in homicide, murder, assault, rape, all of them, battery, uh, through the roof, double digits in in, in, in major cities. You want to play that game? We can get the numbers out there, Jessica. She continues.
1: Go home, fix what's going on there. I don't particularly like Alvin Bragg, but it it, it rings a little hollow when you're going after them on this front.
0: Well, the, the front is, is that, You've changed this to a crime deal, a violent crime issue. Let me let me be real clear here, Jessica. Um, the reason that we're not going after the DA in Indianapolis and we're not going after the DA, the DA in Bakersfield is because they're not trying to, um, they're not on a witch hunt for Trump. That's why we're not saying that they're not trying to bend their own laws to 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 take misdemeanor's and convert them into felonies going after a former president if that's the case if we've now opened up that pandora's box let's start investigating biden let's start investigating uh obama let's start investigating the clintons from state to state and and and, and Municipality to municipality, Hillary Clinton came through my town one time, and and we believe that she didn't pass, she didn't do this at the red light. And red lights used to be a misdemeanor. If you if you if you ran a red light, it was a misdemeanor. Now it's a felony. We can put that bitch in jail. If that's the game we're playing, if that's what we're ready to do, then it's time to do it. It's time to play the same game that they're playing. Do you see where I'm coming from here? You can't win. You cannot win by playing their game by your rules you can't do it y- you can't expect to win if if they've got a set of rules that they're playing by they've told you those what are, are, these are the rules these are the rules we've set up for this game and 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 you you're playing by your rules and you don't realize that even if you play by their their rules they'll change them midstream Phone lines are open. Please call 877-619-3899. 877-619-3899. We want to hear what you have to say. Uh, That's why we've built this program. We've moved it to 10 o'clock at night so we could get some some more phone calls. We know that people were busy at 8, 9 o'clock at night, so we moved it to 10 p.m. Eastern. Um, But we want to hear what you have to say. While we're waiting for the phone calls to, to light up, we're going to go ahead and hear another message from Tusk. Welcome back. My name is Kramer. This is the Kramer says podcast. It is, uh, it's Tuesday, March 21st. We expected a lot to happen today, mainly because of this guy named Bragg, Aleph Brown, um, Bragg rather, um, has made some major changes, uh, to the system in New York. Uh, he's been in office for about 10 months and, uh, there's a lot of people there that, that they, they're not putting a lot of faith in what he's doing. Uh, Democrats from across the country are calling for him to step down uh, and step back from, from what is going to happen with Trump. They realize that this measure that he's getting ready to take could possibly be the one thing that puts our nation into revolution. Again, Republicans aren't taking these actions. What we're seeing right now that's happening to Trump is no different than what Ukraine was doing to the people of Donbass. I, I, I know it sounds weird when you put things in that kind of context, but the, the tactics are the exact same thing. That's why Putin did what he did in, in, in Russia. That's why he's in Ukraine, because the bullies wouldn't leave the, the people of Russian, the, the Russian dissidents alone. So, The same thing's happening here. They're using the exact same playground tactics and they've changed the rules. So it's, it's never been easier. It's it's never been more profitable to be a criminal. I mean, look at what they did in, in California. Uh, They were having a problem with shoplifters and it was filling up the jails. And so what did they do? Well, they said, you can steal up to 900 bucks before it becomes a crime. I wonder how much time you would spend in jail. If you stole from the government like that, just 900 bucks a time, if it was their money that you were taking, their perceived money, it's all ours. But if they think that you're ripping them off by $900 a day, for example, what's that over a year, right? $350,000, you cheat the government out of $350,000, they will send the, the, the hounds of hell after you to get that fucking money. They have no problem allowing thieves to steal from you at 900 bucks uh, a pop to make their lives easier because they don't want that crime on their records. That's why it's happening, folks. They don't want the crime rates going up because we utilize that against in, in marketing and advertising and political candidates. We go, well, the left is weak on crime. And, and then we use the stats against them. Well, what they've done is they figured that out. They've just gone got and change the, the metrics of how the stats get made. Let me tell you what um, what Bragg has done here in New York. Um, this will this will make you sick. Um, these are some of the new things that Bragg released in his day one memo, and these were the instructions for prosecutors to reduce charges filed by cops in various cases. This first one: armed robbers who use guns or other deadly weapons to stick up stores or other businesses will be prosecuted only for petty larceny, a misdemeanor, provided no victims were seriously injured, listen to that. That is a legal term. What it is, is serious, gives them a way out. They can determine if it's serious or not. Just like a hate crime we will determine if the crime happened or not. Not you. I know the guy blew your nose off. That's a shame, but it wasn't really serious. You can live without your nose. Seriously injured. And there's no genuine risk. Now that's in quotes because that's from the actual memo. There's no genuine risk of harm. Genuine risk that's subjective. If someone has a knife or has a gun or a baseball bat, and they want to take my shit, somebody's in in they're in somebody's get their ass kicked. It may be me, but it may be them too. And that's, that's not subjective. You have to be very objective. You see, it's a crime to come and want to get my stuff with any of those items. It doesn't matter if I get seriously harmed or not. It doesn't matter if if, if I was scared or not. It's a crime. I could have allowed the thing to happen. Doesn't matter. It's a crime. Not anymore. There's no genuine risk of physical harm to anyone. Armed robbery, a Class B felony, would typically be punishable by a maximum of 25 years in prison, while petty larceny subjects offenders up uh, uh, subjects offenders up to 364 days in jail and a $1,000 fine. So less than a year in prison, or maybe 25. It depends. It depends on if we think what happened was a crime. That's subjective, folks. That's not objective. It's not clear cut. It's the same thing with hate speech. It's like pornography. What's pornography? I don't know. I'll tell you when I see it. Hate speech is the same way. They can say whatever they want to say. And if you speak up, regardless of who says it, regardless of what the message is, it's always a hate crime. They're a racist. They're a bigot. They're a misogynist. That's their language. That's that's what spews out of their mouth. They, and, and by the way, since everybody is one of those things anymore, it's lost its power. I'm sorry you don't even know what a real Nazi is anymore. You've been calling, when everybody's a Nazi, nobody's a Nazi. Issue number two from Bragg's agenda, his day one memo. memo. Convicted criminals caught with weapons other than guns will have those felony charges downgraded to misdemeanors unless they're also charged with more serious offenses. Hmm, may. It's another legal term. Doesn't mean must. Doesn't mean shall. They can do whatever the fuck they want. These are Soros-backed, Prosecutors, by the way, it's very, very clear that we make this clear. Criminal possession of a weapon in the third degree, a class D felony, is punish- punishable by up to seven years behind bars. So that's gone. If if there's a if there's a gun involved, but that gun um, did not do something serious, and we'll determine what that is. Well, then, no no problem. Item number three from Bragg's. Day one memo. Listen to this one. Listen carefully. This is your property that they're talking about. This is your property that they're giving away. This is your property that they're saying, you know what? Their property's not all that good. And eventually they're not going to own anything anyway. We might as well go ahead and get rid of these laws that prosecute people for taking other people's shit. Meanwhile, keep in mind while he's doing all of this, he's going after Trump. Burglars. We steal from residential storage areas, parts of homes that aren't accessible to a living area, and businesses located in mix, mixed mixed-used buildings, will be prosecuted for a low-level Class D felony that only covers break-ins instead of the more serious crimes. Those more serious crimes, Class B and Class C felonies, would be punishable by up to 25 and up to 15 years in prison, respectively. This is the guy who's going after Trump. This is the guy who's putting our nation at the brink of revolution at the brink of civil war this gentleman right here this gentleman right here may have missed some of that right there sorry about that technical issue we'll move on to number 4 this guy's move it's it's ridiculous Drug dealers believed to be acting as a low-level agent of a seller will be prosecuted only for the misdemeanor possession. Did you hear that? Your son, your daughter gets... um, ...overdosed by fentanyl. The guy that actually sold it to him, just because he's a low-level person, may not be prosecuted for that crime. Does that seem right? Does that seem right that the guy who's going after Trump trying to throw our nation into civil war? Does does it sound right that he should be allowing people who break into your home, that, that sell you things, that harm your children, that they're going to go light on them? Does that make any sense? Also, suspected dealers will only be prosecuted on felony charges if they're also accused of more serious crimes or are actually caught in the act of selling drugs. That felony would also mean fending, spending up to seven years behind bars. America, we are in a world of hurt. And what it's missing is it's missing your voice. It's missing. It's missing your machismo, your set of balls, whatever you want to call it. More than anything else, we're missing you telling them that they can no longer be the bully. You see, Trump was right. They're not just going after Trump. Trump's what's in the way. Trump's showing us these, these steps that they're taking against E. they will not hesitate to use against you. That's why he's calling for protest. These steps that they're taking against me and my family, they will do the same to yours. The J6 detainees, they'll do the same to yours. Everything that the left is doing right now, everything that the Biden administration is doing right now, everything, everything that they're saying, everything that they're doing is to try to silence you so that you'll step down and you won't do anything in 24. If we even get there. At this pace, I don't see how it can happen. I hope to God we don't resort to revolution, civil war in this nation. But I fear that we're on the brink of it, and it's not of our own making. Starting in 2020, that's where it started. All we wanted was answers. And those people, everyone who has demanded answers since 2020, every single one of them, they've gone after with the law. Every single one. Folks, our elections should be the most secure things that we have. And why? Well, simple. It's the, only, it's the only thing that we both have to believe is truthful. We both have to believe the results. You have to say, yep, we lost. I'm sorry, buddy. I'll see you in two years. I'll see you in four years. I'll see you in six years. That's, that's what, where we should be at what we're at right now is not, not only can we trust, cannot trust the politicians. We can't trust the, the mainstream media. We can't trust um, the systems that are supposed to support and, and give us, we the people, our voice. It's all been politicized to the point where our elections, if you ask, if you ask what happened, you're a threat. You are threatening their democracy. You are threatening their drama- democracy if you ask, if you want to see what's behind the screens. Listen, um, my vote is not proprietary, right? Um, me marking my little X, I don't care what the fuck program you're using. My voice is not proprietary. And, and if it is, it's to me. It's not to you. You don't get to hide the the, the the how you do what you do behind the screen. You've got to make that stuff transparent. We all have to see what you're doing. Well, our competitors will get it. Good. You should there shouldn't be any competition in the market. There shouldn't be companies that are selling. There shouldn't be Democrats and Republicans that are buying into voting machine companies because they want to control the system. That's what it looks like from the outside. You want change in this country? You want you want to see your nation? Get back to where it was in 2019, where two things could be true at the same time, that not only did you not know what was going on, you had no inkling of what was going on behind the scenes. Wouldn't you like to go back and, and be in a nation that was like 2020, before we knew about everything, before everything started being exposed? Wouldn't you want to go back to that, knowing what you know now? The social media clients, the social, social, I'm sorry, the social media giants are not going to stop doing what they're doing. They're not going to stop silencing. They're not going to turn around. They're not going to do the right thing. Because as I started tonight, nothing has changed since the playground. You're going to hear me say it over and over and over again. You've got to get it through your fucking skulls. These people have not changed since school. The bullies are still the bullies. The mean girls are still the mean girls. The the dumb kids are still the dumb kids. The smart kids are still the smart kids. The conniving kids are still the same. They have not changed. Very few people change from school. Those people that you knew, fourth, fifth, sixth grade, the one that stole, still a thief. The one that beat people up, bullies. These movies where the bullies recognize, hey, I was a bully and I'm sorry for it. That doesn't happen. Never, ever met somebody that was a bully that isn't still a bully. I haven't. So until you realize that the only thing that stops what's going on is you, no one's going to stand up for you. No one's going to come fight for you. No one's going to fight for your freedoms harder than they'll fight for their own. What does that mean? Well, I'm not fighting for your freedom. I said it last night. Couldn't care less about your freedom. I care about mine. I care about mine and I'll stand up. If I stand, will you stand? And can you get your family members to stand and and, and the people in your church and your social organizations, can you get them to stand and say, we're done? We're done spending all this money around the planet and being told that we're the problem. We're, we're done spending all of this money on all of these other people, saving their lives and, and in, ensuring that their borders are secure. When, when our own borders aren't, we can't feed our own. And we've got veterans who are living in the goddamn ditches. Are you tired of it? I'm tired of it. They're bullies. That's all it is. They're bullies. From top to bottom, there's only one way to beat the bullies. And that's to knock them on the fucking ground and punch their fucking nose in. There's a number of different ways to do that. It doesn't have to be physical. Hopefully we can do this politically and in uh, the courts. But based on what we're seeing out of New York, what we're seeing out of Georgia, what we've seen um, with this mess in Nevada and, and the rest of the 2020 electoral challenges, I don't think that we have luck on our side. I don't think that justice is going to prevail. I think that what's going to continue is what we've seen over the last two to three years. If Trump had just walked away, they would let him walk. They wouldn't go after him. They would let him go. If he would said, I'm done, I'm not going to run again, the, the elites would have been going, woo They would have backed up behind DeSantis, and, and we would have been back off to the races with another dude picked by the system, because that's who's backing DeSantis, the system. The swamp creatures, Cheney, Bushes, Romney's, Karl Rove. Look at the people who were against Trump at the very beginning. They haven't stopped either because people don't change. The bullies are always the bullies. They always do the same thing. Folks, that wraps it up for tonight. I appreciate you being here. Uh, we've got big news coming to KramerSays.com. We've got merchandise that is opening up soon. Uh, it's going to pay for the new app. That's what we're putting all the money for. Uh, toward is uh, building out the new Kramer Says app. You can learn more about that at KramerSaysApp.com. C-R-A-M-E-R-S-E-Z-A-P-P.com. Go check it out. It's going to change everything. We will be back tomorrow or as soon as we can. We'll see you then. Get more at KramerSays.com. S E Z dot com.